New South Wales again standing up quickly. Kevin Wall is wide with some numbers here. Willie Khan over the top to Renoff, drags it in. Renoff with amazing pace down the sideline. Back for Hancock, a chance. Likewise, Queensland stunning at the finish. Langer, brilliant if he gets it out. This could be amazing. Maniga, McQueen. Yes, does he get it down? Unbelievable. Oh, what a finish. The greatest finish in Origin history. Episode 12 of this Warriors Life podcast, uh, you've just heard my favourite piece of commentary of all time, Graham Hughes calling the famous Mark Coyne try, match winner from uh, Game 1 of the 1994 series. Um, everyone probably more familiar with uh, Ray Warren's It's Not a Try, It's a Miracle commentary, but that was what uh, Kiwis heard on the night. Uh, Graham Hughes, the legendary commentator, still think he's the greatest of all time. Um, I'm Will Evans here again with Brad Larkin. Brad, that's uh, got to be up there with my favourite Origin moments as a Queensland fan. Uh, you're a dirty old Blues supporter. What's uh, what's your favourite old school Origin memory? Yeah, that's definitely not one of my favourite moments. <laughs> my favourite moment is the Barnhill Billy Moore scrap '95. That just <laughs> that massive scrap. That oh, it's just I know there's not one ounce of footy involved in that, but that's what State of Origin was back then. So many haymakers. Oh, Danny Moore against Hopawadi. Yeah, club mates. Yeah, Danny Moore, he sort of looked like that big sexy wrestler, eh? <laughs> uh, Diesel. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> uh, Danny Moore, he's, yeah, uh, uh, Hopper's only origin match, and Danny Moore played a few more, but yeah, great little Is that his only, is that only one and only match? Yeah, yeah, out of it, huh. yeah. Yeah, it is. And Barnhill's first match. Uh, I think he debuted the season before. Oh, did it? Did, did end up playing a few, though, Barnhill. Yeah. I didn't like him for some reason. No. But... Um, liked his hairstyle, though. <laughs> the Hulk Hogan. <laughs> That's the one. And uh, another, well, probably not for Warriors fans, not a great weekend in the NRL, round 11. Uh, but wrapping up the weekend elsewhere, um, any particular highlights for you, mate? Uh, that was, I thought it was quite a dour weekend. Uh, what did I get to see in the end? Yeah, Bulldogs showed grit again. I like how, even though they were beat, they're, they're battlers. Yeah, never threw on the towel against the pretty... Newcastle was, and now I'm scrolling back Newcastle. That surprised the shit out of me. Yeah, uh, obviously losing Kerry and resting Cronk didn't work out too well for the Roosters, but man, the Knights, five in a row... And dealt to the the competition benchmark, so yeah, everything's uh, everything, everyone's pretty happy up there in the Hunter. Um, yeah, it's starting to work out, isn't it? Yeah, and one of the only one of only two home teams to win on the weekend. That's probably my favourite little quirk from round eleven. Six of eight away teams um, got the result, so home ground advantage. Yeah, that's out of it. Not doing too much there, and and certainly not for the Warriors. Three on the trot, they've lost at Mount Smart. Uh, recapping that 8-2 loss to the Broncos pretty deflating I thought what, what was your first takeaway from that? Yeah it was out I was sort of sitting there I was watching it happily for about 50 odd minutes and then I thought to myself Jesus we've had a lot of ball Jesus we've got nothing on attack and then it just I just realised we actually had zero firepower in that match everyone was waiting for someone else to do something 
Yeah, they uh, they really did have a lot of ball. Full credit to the Broncos' attack, uh, defense. They um, defended really well, but man, they, they yeah. just ran. When out. I was watching it, that line, that Broncos line, I was trying to work out where they'd attack, and it was just that solid line all night long. And but yeah, they just ran out of ideas, playing way too sideways, um, and yeah, just a bit of a lack of execution. Uh, guys like Nicarima and Tuivasa-Shek chucking it over the sideline and just uh, yeah, just wasn't flowing for them and and a lot of that was to do with the Broncos' defence but yeah, a, a lost opportunity, another loss at home um, and going into the bye would have been pretty good to finish on three straight wins. I think it was one that, you know, that Warriors defended well as well, just that one lapse on Milford but um, again, disappointing result given the, the situation they are in now, four and seven. Mm. It was funny that whole set that led up to that Broncos try. Your that whole set, the Warriors are poor in that set, and you could almost feel that try was coming from tackle one. Yeah, and a pretty bad uh, penalty, dumb penalty from Lingy Sow, um, mm. that gave them that opportunity too. Do you think that uh, Lingy might be the one to make way? Obviously, Parsi's coming back um, when they play next. Yeah, yeah, Parsi back. Um, yeah, I'd still like to see. Uh, Lavaha Polo get another chance sooner or later as well, but yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter too much if he's there or not. <laughs> Does it make yeah. sense? Like you're not losing. Yeah, he's he's a solid player, but he's not doing what we want. And again, Adam Blair, he came back and and got through a bit of work, but not exactly marquee six hundred thousand dollar a year performance. Um, no. Nah. Good enough to be retained, but and I guess it's pretty easy to to make that call now that he's he's had a decent game. Bring Blair back into the fold. It was sly that Kearney brought him off the bench onto the starting lineup. Eh? Whereas the talk was actually he was back in the seventeen, but starting from the bench, and he was just sort of putting his favourite son slowly back onto the field. Yeah, it's not too much of a punishment for some poor form for Adam Blair. Just the one game in reserve grade. Uh, on a positive note. Big Ken and was fantastic, you know, I thought. And Dave Fossatua got through um, a lot of work as well. Um, I thought they were the two best on the night by a fair margin. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't mind. Uh, I thought Nicarima tried hard. I thought he tried hard all night. Yeah, over 100 running yeah. metres for Nicarima, which is, which is good for a half, that... especially in that sort of game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I thought, I thought he, he was another standout for me. But yeah, Ken, it's good. I'm just stoked. Fusatua is one of my favourite players. Well, he is my favourite, probably Warrior, especially last season, and it's good seeing him coming back. Yeah, um, probably takes a back seat as far as uh, running metres goes, but over 180 running metres, which is which is a big effort for him, and just be good to see him get a bit more attacking ball. It's still not flowing out that right-hand side nah, for him. He just nah, can't, you're dead right. You're dead right. the overlaps he's getting. His skill set is huge too. He's just he's so skillful in so many aspects. They're just... Yeah, to get him a bit more involved rather than dragging it out of his own end. Yeah. A bit more involved in the in the attacking quarter. They're just not getting, like, he only needs sort of half a metre down that corridor to, to you know, to dive over and plant it in the corner. Uh, Herbert's a pretty handy centre as far as positioning his winger goes, I would have thought, and just be, yeah, if they could shape a bit more footy out that way, because they're, they're absolutely pummeling that left-hand side and it just wasn't working. Yeah, it's almost like they get suffocated in the other team's 20. 
they look more comfortable attacking from sort of 35, 40 out yeah, rather absolutely. than that 20 yard. They sort of get a bit claustrophobic, it looks. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, that was the, the table's pretty log jammed in the middle, so there's no real need to panic, but finals is just that little bit much tougher now. Four and a set, four and seven record probably need to win, well, need to win eight of their last 13 just to finish with a uh, with a 50-50 record, um, which is the bare minimum, you'd think, to make the finals, or historically has been. Um, what do you reckon? Is, is there enough games left? God, it sounds bad when you put it that way. Yeah. Sorry. Really does. That's a that's a eight. Yeah, it's not looking great, is it? But I'm saying that there's a lot of teams struggling. There's not there's, there's not many teams sort of setting themselves up solid for the year. So as long as they keep losing, yeah, <laughs> maybe we can get by winning seven of the last da da da. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be pretty interesting how it sort of starts to take shape after Origin and. And all that sort of thing, and and when they play next, it's another tough one against the Storm. Um, they'll have a few guys backing up from Origin, but still, it is the Storm, and looking to avoid a record equaling fourth straight loss at, at Mount Smart. They've uh, done that six or seven times, lost four straight, never more than that. But yeah, fourth loss at home would be pretty hard to stomach. Yeah, wouldn't it? Why? Uh, I'm not the thing. The thing I'm comfortable about this season. I'm not actually scared of many other teams this year for some reason. You look at the draw and then you see who you've got coming up, and it's only sort of the Roosters, the Storm, and maybe the Rabbits that I actually fear that would lose. I'm quite confident against other teams. But yeah, it's not the highest highest grade uh, premiership we've seen. That's for sure. So no, uh, if they can get on a roll, um, yeah. Again, I just think it's an unfortunate one that we ran into a. A Broncos team that was keyed up to play because they weren't too bad. The Warriors they would have beaten no, no, a lot of other teams. But we're, we're coming on some form as well. So both yeah. teams were. It wasn't. It was just yeah. Our attack, their attack wasn't super either though. We held them no. to eight. Yeah. So. Just the one. Uh, just the one try and a pretty simple one. Um, yeah. If it, if it had been a drawn game at two all, would everyone have said mm. what a great defensive yeah. battle? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, that origin period is always sort of talked up as a as when the Warriors make a charge. I think it's totally exaggerated the the um, <laughs> the benefits the Warriors have. There's several teams that don't have any or many players in, in origin, but uh, for whatever reason they do usually make a bit of a, a mid-season run. I think that the new format with the standalone weekend kind of blunts that a little bit the the origin advantage. But they yeah. they do get to play. Um, Newcastle and Newcastle before Origin 3 and they'll be without assuming these guys are all still in the team um, without Ponga without David Klemmer and potentially Mitchell Pearce by that stage so it could be pretty handy yeah god that would be wouldn't that be an awesome game to go to Newcastle yeah. Warriors in Newcastle at the moment yeah yeah um, it looked amazing there actually against the Roosters did it uh, 25,000 awesome. there good crowd aren't they though Good yeah. crowd of supporters, the night supporters. Oh, just just salt of the earth, rugby league oh, people, mate. <laughs> you just hear good bastards, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, big, yeah, bit of a buckle this one there, going to yeah. uh, Newcastle, I think. Um, moving on from the Warriors, and we've got the weekend off them. It was almost, the buys come at a good time, actually. I could, to be honest, I could do with the weekend off. Watch yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard work. It's hard work. Normally, um, I don't really like the buys, and it kind of sucks when your team's not playing. But I can, I could do with the rest. 
it's good this week because we get two points. So we'll yeah, we're, we're going to go up. Well, don't, don't count your chickens, mate. You... <laughs> Can't be too overconfident. <laughs> Beating the bike. Even in, even in a draw, you're not too confident. The Warriors <laughs> yeah. get two points. <laughs> Um, moving on from the Warriors, a bit of NRL news. James Roberts belatedly released by the Broncos and snapped up straight away by South Sydney. Does that sort of fill their fill their gaps out wide, do you think? Yeah, I reckon, I reckon Roberts will be awesome under Bennett. And why did it take so long? Why, why was all the cocking around with this? Yeah, I don't know. Um, seemed inevitable, but yeah, good pick up for South if he can... Plays best footy, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah I know. You're not, a, you're not a big fan, are you? Not really, but I know what he can do. It's more, I think it's a personality thing that he kind of grates on me, but he, it can be pretty electric if a bit erratic, and they are thin out wide, so could be huge for them. Yeah, shit, yeah. And a team going well already to yeah, have someone that no, could geez. add that much more. They look bloody good, don't they, for a team yeah. that does have a pretty modest back five. They've, uh, they've been, been awesome. Yeah. Real impressive. And moving on to uh, the Origin teams and a couple of South Sydney newcomers in the New South Wales side. Nick Kotrick debuting on the wing. Cody Walker gets his call up. Um, no player deserves it any more in the competition than, than Cody Walker. Uh, 29. Uh, yeah, incredible story. Didn't debut in the NRL till 26. Uh, you know, made an immediate impact, but you kind of think your ship sailed as far as playing rep footy and now he's the New South Wales uh, 5'8 at 29 and it just seems like a good dude as well it does it's out of it because he was a he was a high school superstar as well wasn't he like yeah. a schoolboy superstar and then just couldn't for whatever reason nothing happened for near on 6-7 years yeah yeah so good lesson in perseverance there and I'm interested to see how he goes obviously different sort of level of footy and a few other guys in there. Sorry, I just said Nick Kotrick, who's obviously from the Raiders. I meant Cameron Murray, the back rower coming off the bench. Um, oh. the, the two Raiders, Nick Kotrick and Jack Whiten, um, big debuts for them coming up as well. Whiten deserves it. I'm not yeah, a man. Yeah, he does. Like, it's, yeah. We've been called out. Real good he's, um, he's Francis Mallied us, Jack Whiten. <laughs> we slagged him off at the start of the year for moving to 5'8". And... Um, and yeah, and now he's the New South Wales utility. So, can you just listen, let the um, listener know what the Francis Mellie Francis Mellie syndrome? Let me just preface it by saying, looking back, I, I highly respect what Francis Mellie did uh, as a warrior. Sixty tries, one hundred and ten games, um, blockbusting winger. I just did think he was at times a bit of a liability and uh, sitting around the flat in Dunedin. Having a few beers before the uh, the Warriors Bulldogs um, finals match in two thousand and three, uh, got it. Had a few too many, few too many Southern Golds, and started uh, arguing with with a couple of people about the merits of Francis Malley. Said he was said he was no good. Uh, said I'd have uh, such and such other winger in the team. I think Justin Murphy was still on their books at that stage. And uh, Francis Malley goes out and scores an all time finals record five tries. So that really blew up in my face and since become known in our circle of friends as Francis Malley syndrome, if you slag off someone or a player, they're bound to come back and bite you in the ass. And Francis Malley certainly did that. 
Oh, thank, thanks for clearing that up. Yeah, there. so I love that story. So, um, yeah, Jack Wyden's certainly done that to us this year. He's yep. thought his move to 5'8 was ludicrous. He's probably been one of the form number sixes of the, of the competition the last couple of months, and now he's a New South Wales debutant. Come a long way since um, since his ban from the, at the end of last year for uh, going a bit berserk um, oh, yeah, on the, the job. Yeah. He? So, yeah, gets a second chance, and his mate at County has been fantastic, and, yeah, great great option off the bench for them, too. Mm. Um, who, but, who, who are your bludgers? Who did they drag in? Uh, well, I just wanted to touch on the last debutant the Blues team. Oh, sorry. Payne Haas, 19, 10 NRL games under his belt. Unbelievable. Yeah. That amazes me it's only been 10 games, because it sounds yeah. like I've been hearing about this guy for years. Yeah, I think he's been talked about for someone that's played 50 or 100 games, but a uh, great story. For the most, the least games before debuting in Origin since uh, Ben Eichen got called up in that 95 series after four games, so it's quite incredible, really. He's definitely leapfrogged a few people, but he's been pretty awesome, and he was great against the Warriors the other night. Does, has he always been New South Wales? Did he yeah. play? Uh, I think so, yeah. They're pretty stringent on those. New, Newcastle yeah. or Sydney-born. Um, Woodbury Warriors Junior. I'm not quite sure where that is. I think that might be in, in near Newcastle somewhere. That's just out of Gala Gala. Oh, yeah. Tw- <laughs> 20 clicks out of Yip Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I know the place now. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Maroons, just the three newcomers. Moses Imbai... Bit of a left field selection for the utility role. Joe Off and Garway, I thought probably should have got a call up last year, so pretty happy for him. And um, his Broncos teammate David Fafita, another 19 year old, debuting off the bench. Three pretty exciting picks there. Um, I'm, I'm liking the look of this uh, Queensland team. It's so got do me, I. Got me all fired up. Yeah, so do I. Um, when everyone said I'm, New South Wales have got the way stronger team, I looked at them on paper and I was like, Gee whiz, this Queensland team's looking pretty intimidating as well. Yeah. Well, now that they, and he could be a bit under done, but being able to pick Daly Cherry Evans is, is a huge boost for them. Gives them the, the option of putting Morgan out in the centres uh, and, yeah, just makes the team look look a lot more experienced and, uh, yeah, just that extra match winner in the team. But, yeah, I'm really, I like that bench and people are sort of questioned him by. He certainly wasn't really in my thinking, but he has played a grand final at hooker. So yeah, I think it's a good. I think it's a good pick, especially yeah. the cover you get out of him. Yeah, we get too many more versatile, I guess, and he can could surely play that sort of roving back row role if he needs to, and covers the whole back line, the halves, hooker. So yeah, good pick. Yeah, um, and yeah, for some reason, just seeing that team has has got me a bit more fired up than than in recent years for Origin. I'm looking forward to seeing how this this pans out. So when is the game? Is it a weekend? Is it a weekend no, game? No, no. This well, this is it's next Wednesday, week from tonight. Uh, the second mm-hmm. game is the standalone Sunday game. Oh, okay. Yeah. So next Wednesday, be staying up till about four in the morning watching that. By the time it gets underway, I did. I I, I can't remember the last time I watched a whole game. To be honest with you, because it's just far too late, and after you know the result, it's dead to the game. Oh, you do have to get up early, mate. So I'm not going to begrudge you that. <laughs> um, but yeah so a few interesting subplots there and we'll obviously touch on that next week um, but moving on to should we get get the mailbag out of the way yeah let's have a sniff yeah. it's a little bit light this week which is yeah, it's fine 
Um, not offended. Um, Didn't want to talk to you anyway. Yeah, you would have had a stupid question anyway. Um, <laughs> our first one's from uh, Raf Chambers. Um, Raf. Yeah, uh, the one of the great dancehall reggae DJs of all time, and um, I'm not sure, but is he a distant relation to Will Chambers? I and mean, we never clear that up with him. I'm not sure. Same legs. Yeah. <laughs> um, Raf has asked, uh, how can the Warriors address their offensive deficiencies? Um, yeah, obviously the weekend wasn't a great advertisement for their attack, but I think they have been a lot better with Nicarima in the side. Um, the last two games I thought they were pretty good, just, just about playing a lot more direct, I think, and not just swinging it out to the swinging out to the edges when there's not really anything on. No, yeah, I, I, I'm not too worried about it. It is what it is at the moment. The only thing, we're still, to help our offensive deficiencies, we need that thing we keep harking about, a mobile second roller and a big bopper prop. Yeah, yeah, someone to get that, that roll on. punch. They did yeah. pretty well against the massive Broncos pack. Um, but yeah, if you had that Clemmer, Hargreaves type, um, setting the platform and, and just a bit more, someone a bit more dynamic in the back Cam, row. Cam Murray, Victor Ratley, yeah, yeah. Ryan Madison, those sort of guys. Uh, yeah, well, that would, that's all I'd be shopping for. That's all I'd be shopping for. Yeah. So, we don't need backs. That back line's fine. Do you look yeah. at them now? Yeah, yeah. No, depth, plenty of depth there if, if someone's not performing or gets injured. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just need to bolster that pack a bit and, and maybe just someone a bit bigger up front. I think the rest takes care of itself, as we've sort of seen. Saw against Penrith, um, that second half against the Dragons. Nicarima's got good enough um, spark there to... I think it's, yeah, they, they because the Broncos' defence was so good, they were just a bit too structured and predictable. Because um, mm, they would have been focused on their defence as well. It would yeah. have been all about defence against the Broncos that they would have practised. So... Yeah, the, they're definitely not quite the uh, the well old machine they may have been in attack last year uh, for most of the year, but some positive signs I think, um, despite being held trials last week. Um, moving on to uh, we got Rayon McKenzie, another top fan of the Warriors' life. He's the perpetual uh, Sean Johnson bagger, actually. This guy. What is? Yeah. What is? How do you get the top fan rating? What is? I don't know. Making a bunch of comments, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> top, aka top test. Yeah. <laughs> so if uh, yeah, you get a little diamond next to your name, it's kind of cool. Uh, Rayon has asked, uh, ever considered spending huge money to buy the best player in the NRL? Um, you know, I guess he's directing that the Warriors, not so much us, but. Uh, yeah, I wonder if the Warriors have ever really... We've never really bought a massive marquee man. No. Well, they've spent massive marquee money on Sam Tompkins. Um, yeah. But, but, yeah, I guess whether they've actually had a had a nibble at the, you know, truly massive players in the game, I'm not really sure. Um, Taumalolo, they obviously had a go at a few years ago, but that was maybe a bit before he was sort of world's best yeah I don't know if the best player in the comp is the type of player the Warriors need at nah. this club they, we, we've got we've got absolute 
freaks and nature skill players. We just need those hard toilers because for whatever reason, that's always what we're lacking, I think. We get that balance that like you did with the price in that back in the day. Yeah, yeah, and there's another one, Price, that was probably when we really went out and, and spent a lot of money, and, and again with the two of us, Ashik and Luke. Um, I just don't really think that you're going to get, you know, say, for instance, a Thurston or yeah, yeah. Cooper Cronk or what, whatever. What, what would you get more out of a Thurston or getting an Orbison, a Croker, and another good Another couple horse? of dudes, yeah. Exactly, it's, I guess it's about... You know how you how you um, dish out your cap, and because we do have to pay overs a bit to get a few Aussie guys. Um, yeah, that's I guess the. Uh, the and also, we didn't. We had it in Johnson for a year or two. Well, yeah, it's, it's not. Yeah, could it could have been the best in the NRL. Certainly was mm. on his day, but yeah. If you ask Rayon, he he was uh, certainly. Honestly, not like Johnson. Yeah, yeah. He, with a passion, <laughs> <laughs> to the point of obsession, I'd almost say. Oh no! <laughs> so yeah, he's uh, he's definitely had a few um, few few fisty cuffs in the comments with with the uh, few of the other followers. <laughs> it's been entertaining over the years. Um, nice. So that wraps up mailbag, and we're going to go straight into a very special. Uh, edition of History Corner and Brad take it away I'm the host tonight aren't I you sure are now as you know I'm in Dunedin but I'm first and foremost I'm a proud coaster and on the being upbringing on the coast big part of that upbringing was Renunga aka the home of champions <laughs> and the local league hub the Renunga Seagulls now this weekend the Renunga Seagulls are celebrating their 100th jubilee which is pretty insane for Think about club teams battling away to stay afloat these days. So 100 years. Over that time, they've had 16 senior Kiwi reps. The first one in 1930 and the last one in 1985. It also has a legend of league in George Geordie Menzies. Team of the also Century. Was in the New Zealand. Yeah, Team of the Century. It's standoff. So it's, it's got a lot of proud history, this little club. And it, yeah, that Geordie, he was... I remember Geordie Menzies... You go to the Renunga Workman's Club, and he was like, I don't know him that well. You just sort of see him getting around, he'd be at the TAB, and he's the nicest, most humble little man you ever come across. And you look at him and go, how the hell did you run around on the field with absolute monsters and own them? He, was, he's talked about by old-time league guys as just, you know, an absolute superstar of the 60s. Like, Australia had Gaznier and Raper and those sort of guys. And Menzies was our our champion of that era, and a pretty good yeah, yeah. side too. It was almost like a poor man's Pine Tree Meads, like Leeds version. Mm. Yeah, was, like, a ch- was, like a Churchill, was, Clyde Churchill just, you know, didn't look much to look at probably, quite small, but just an absolute yeah. icon. Rad dude, so, that's, yeah, so the centenary's on this week, and the funniest whisper I've heard about this centenary is, is, is that, I'll get to paint a picture, is these two brothers... Carl and Terry Broad. Now, they're, they're idiots. And when I say idiots, they're good buggers, but Jesus, they're idiots. Now, I, I was surprised. I was actually quite happy to hear Carl was still alive because Terry's put on so much weight that I thought Carl had eaten him. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out Carl's alive and well, so I don't know who Terry's eaten. 
But back in the day, if there was a scrap anywhere, be it at the school or the um, the training ground or up at the old park, it was always these two fighting each other. And it bore out of boredom and hate. But instead of, usually uh, usually a league club has a past and present game. Do you remember them? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you have the past and present. But instead of that, I've heard a whisper that instead of the past and present game, the broads are going to wind back the clock and have a punch-up in front of everyone for their entertainment. <laughs> I guess if you can't get 26 dudes together, that's, uh, that's the next best thing. <laughs> like, it was all good at 16, but these are 40-year-old men <laughs> just going to have a punch-up with the town clapping and laughing and going, go Brody. So, so yeah, so that's Centurion this weekend. So have fun, have fun boys and uh, girls. Look after each other and... Jesus, have some fun because it, it will be an absolute laugh. Um, yeah, one of the great uh, little clubs in New Zealand rugby league, and yeah, punched above their weight. Obviously, sixteen Kiwis. That's incredible. Now, is there one of them is painted, immortalised on the side of the Ronanga Dairy? Is that if I got that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. There was uh, there's a couple popped up. There's this there's this local artist, Liz Holmes, and he, he's like the resident artist of Ronanga. He always wears cycle shorts. If he's wearing, like, he'd wear a flannelette shirt and his shoes, but then would be wearing cycling shorts as well. But anyway, he used to paint little murals around the town, and he's painted quite a few around the place. I think there's one of the, Reese Griffiths, Reese yeah, Griffiths yeah, somewhere. Yeah, that's the one. I think he's. I think that's the one that's on the side of the dairy. Right? Yeah, yeah, and I think there's Hergie Green, or Bernard Green, is, um, he, I don't know, he played in 1983 as a centre. Um, he's painted somewhere as well. But yeah, Leslie, he'll get that whole whole team painted up sooner or later. Um, fantastic stuff, Brad. I think we're going to have to make this this West Coast thing a, a regular feature. It's definitely my <laughs> highlight of the of twelve episodes so far. Um, <laughs> no, good old good old Renault. Uh, it's a hell of a place, mate. Like <laughs> these guys, they're probably not your closest mates, and you, a lot of them da da da, but they're your teammates, and you always. Jeez, oh, they're fun. They are just good fun. What colours did you play in there? We're black and white, the Seagulls. Oh. Ah, ah. <laughs> Probably the most successful Seagulls team ever. You don't really have too many <laughs> no. Seagulls sides doing that well. Growing up, picking an NRL team and back in the day when it was the Gold Coast Seagulls, like, no way. <laughs> oh, disappointing. Um, yeah. Any other tales you'd like to regale for um, us before we move on? No, no. I'll, I'll think of one a week for yeah. League. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a, that's a it's decided regular feature. I've got next week's ripper. Good. You, you can have to come up with a. Um, maybe you could get one of the one of the old old time characters to sing it. Do a little jingle for it. I'll get Swampy to make yeah. me on the piano accordion. <laughs> Perfect. Um, now moving on to a bit more history. Uh, I hear you're. you're we bit enamoured with the first episode of the Warriors documentary the other day. Yeah, that was quite a cool watch, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was nice seeing things that you never knew was going on. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, th- I thought those some of those interviews and, and some of the old footage was um, was fantastic. Yeah, one thing I took away, there's a line in there when, I think it was Robson's son, they had three years to set up for that first game. So they had three years to sort out that, but then had seven days for the next one. 
and that's quite a crazy thing to think about. Like they build up for that one game, but then oh shit, we're doing this every week now. Yeah, um, and you know, it was such a, a travelling roadshow extravaganza setting up the club, and yeah, it's amazing what they did considering you know what was on offer in New Zealand at the time. No one had seen yeah. anything like it, and yeah, and then everything was building up to that first game, and then. All of a sudden, you've got to go over to Aussie and play a game in Illawarra the next week and then back for another game and all the pre-game spectacular and stuff. It must have been pretty hectic. And it's amazing they did as well as they did that first year, just, you know, adjusting to all of that. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Just the flights and the travel and everything when they explained what the actual logistics of the club. Yeah, yeah it's pretty interesting. I like it. Um, yeah, certainly fell apart fairly rapidly but they uh it's all part of their all part of the history and and you know all, all clubs have ups and downs and, and that sort of thing and, it's crazy uh, how close it come to completely going belly up isn't it yeah yeah 100 percent um now uh, one highlight that really caught my eye was um frano Botica scoring an 80 meter try against south i've never seen that footage before one of the great individual tries, I'd say, in, in Warriors history. Um, he only played a handful of games before his, for uh, breaking his leg pretty horrifically, but what an amazing player he, he could have been for us. Yeah, he was pretty good, eh? He, he was, he, he yeah, it's a shame he, um, he just didn't quite kick on. We got He was at his prime when he came over, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, sorry for that little uh, little jump in the recording there. I just had to pause it. The cat brought a mouse in, and it was chaos at my house. So I just had to go and sort that out heroically, I might add. <laughs> uh, the crisis averted, but we're back now. And I can't quite remember what we're talking about, but it was about the Warriors doco. And what I did want to say is, there anything else you want to add about that? Nah, no, I think enough, Sam. Um, as good as that was, and, and the other two episodes will be fascinating too, I'm sure, but wouldn't you like to have that um, that footage more in book form? Oh, like... Like, like some, you'd, re- you'd read it instead of watching it. Yeah, so you had it in a permanent book, you know, yeah. rather than, you know, taped on you your mind. How could you do that? How could you do that? Well, I'm glad you asked, because I actually wrote a book over the summer about the Warriors' 25-year history. It's coming oh, out sure. later. We're just talking about we needed that. I know. So, what a coincidence! Um, and it'll be out at the end of the year. So, yeah. So you yourself, Willie Evans, yeah, has written a book on the twenty-five his, twenty-five year history of the Warriors. I sure did. Out through Bateman's book, Bateman Books, at the end of the year. Uh, Ford by Simon Mannering, who I talked to earlier today for that. Um, oh, nice. So, so that'll be great as well, and yeah, plenty of interviews. Millions of stats and all kinds of that history. How's Simon going in retirement? He's loving it. Um, Is he? Yes. He's loving it up on the New South Wales north coast for a year and yeah, Is he? just chilling. Yeah. So is he just, he's not working at all? Just doing a bit of study and whatnot, I think. Just hanging yeah. out, spending some quality time with the family. So. Rad. Yeah. Rad. He deserves it. Yeah. Good man. Worked work buddy hard enough for the Warriors, that's for sure. So, so good on him. Yeah. Um, and, uh, some, and good on you for the book. Yeah, thanks, well mate. Yeah, hopefully it turns out all right. Um, and but moving on to more pressing matters, uh, round twelve preview. Jesus, hard to get excited about this, mate. Four games, mm, they're all bludgers. Let, 
it's just no question this show. Yeah. Oh man. So yeah, you can struggle to to break ten thousand for any of the crowds, and viewing figures are going to be through the floor. I think uh, we we'll kick off on Thursday night, Manly and well, Penrith and Manly out of Penrith. Uh, Panthers finally broke that losing streak last week. Manly starting to lose a couple now. Well, they beat Cronulla and then went down last week. I'm pretty sure. I can't even remember who they played. Oh, they got towed up by the Titans, actually, so that was a bit That's of a That's right, they did too. Um, yeah, a few Origin guys out. Um, Cherry Evans obviously hasn't been back for Manly for a while. Nathan Cleary out for, for the Panthers. James Maloney comes in for him. Um, yeah, so it's sort of... It's all happening with Dallin Martins, Lesniak leaving the club as well. It's a bit of a weird Where's it going? Well, the talk was Parramatta, and then uh, a few other clubs are in the mix now. Tigers, Cowboys, uh, who are probably more in need of a fullback, which is where he'd ideally like to play. So it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. But a bit of a fall from grace for one of their real spearheads. Incumbent Kiwis captain, he'll be struggling to make the team at this rate. Yeah, it's a personal thing, that one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it reeks of it, doesn't it? So, um, yeah, tough one to pick, I think. Mm, yeah, Penrith, pretty gutsy there, winning that game at Bankwest Stadium, first team to win. At the, they got another shield holders. Yeah, yeah, and they'll put the shield the uh, shield on the line this weekend against Manly. Um, I reckon they'll defend the shield. Yeah, I think they'll, they'll, get, they'll get the win, too. Um... Done. Moving on to Friday yeah. night. Seoul Friday night game. Parramatta, South Sydney. Um, Parramatta. And all of a sudden, under heaps of pressure, lost five of their last seven. Um, South Sydney on that massive winning streak, top of the table. Jesus, dropped a few too, hadn't he? Oh, Brad Arthur. Yeah, he's yeah, he's swung the axe. Brad Takarangi, George Jennings, Tim Manor and Daniel Alvaro get the chop. Uh, in it's like he's resting his Origin stars, but they're yeah. not playing Origin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a weird one. Kane Evans, Michael Jennings, Ray Stone, Tipai Marai, who we haven't seen much of this year, um, has, has come in. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think the wheels might be falling off there. Uh, the whole contract thing dragged on a little bit too long, and they're just struggling for a bit of confidence. Always tough for a young team to, to keep a role going for a whole year. And mm. the South Sydney, good chance to... This is when you'd want to get them. No, uh, no Damien Cook this week. No Cameron Murray and no Cody Walker. So and Dan Gagai. Yeah, I'm going to go for an upset in this one. Parramatta for no for no reason. Yep, Parramatta. Yeah, they are back at, at Bankwest, the Field of Dreams, and could be a tough one for for South. Adam Reynolds he looked like he was gone for an extended period, but he'll be there. Um, get a, right. Yeah, get a yeah. Geez, they look pretty patched up in other places. Still, pack still looks strong even without Cameron Murray. But the back line, Connor Tracy on NRL debut at five eight. Adam Dewey making a long way to return from injury, but he's still got eight, Ethan Lowe out there in the centres. That's never a good sign for your deck. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Rabbitohs are more than likely, but I'm just picking this as my upset. Yeah, I'll, I'll tip the I'll tip Parramatta. I think this week. Those changes. Uh, Saturday night, Cam- Canterbury against Canberra. Uh, Ooh, yeah, disgusting that, that, game at ANZ Stadium. Uh, geez, that's going to look bad on TV with that giant stadium. <laughs> there are about forty-five people there. 
Um, now the Raiders, a few, no, oh, only Dylan Napa out. And I just want to say, he's very lucky to be in that Queensland team. He's done Isn't very he? little. Christian Welch surely would have got that spot if he hadn't got injured a couple of weeks ago. And I think Jared Wallace um, and Tim Glasby were pretty hard done by to not to not get that spot. Um, Nappa yeah, was, I, I thought Wallace had been playing all right this year. Napa hasn't done that much since going to Canterbury, and it's a weird one for me. Uh, the Raiders missing Jack White and Josh Papali and Nick Kotrick. Uh, so a few big outs there. And also Josh Hodson is out. So, mm. yeah, that's that's tough. Havili comes in at hooker. Caesar gets a, a long-weighted chance back in the half. So that's a you know pretty handy backup, really. Um, and you've got that young, uh, I think it might be Sebastian Chris. I haven't heard of this fella. He's coming into the backs with Kotrick out. Big test for the Raiders. They've been going good, but a, a pretty disappointing loss to the Cowboys at home last week. Yeah, yeah it was. Canterbury will be looking at this as an opportunity to, to get a win. I think I think the Bulldogs here. Yeah, I, I think they're gritty enough to win this one. Less disruptions um, to, the, to the team. Yeah. Um, those couple of outs have sort of brung the Raiders back a couple of pegs towards the Dogs. So, yeah, I think they're gritty enough to take this. Uh, round 12 finishes up with everyone's, it doesn't matter who you are, if you're a neutral fan, if you're a fan of the club, this is one game you get up for every season, Origin Stars or not, Gold Coast Titans against North Queensland Cowboys at Seabus oh. Stadium, what a blockbuster. Far oh. out. Dream scenario. <laughs> Hope this is real. Is this nice and late on Sunday too? I'm, well, I'm taking Monday off just in case. Cause, oh uh, yeah, Queen's birthday um, off. We can just sit and enjoy this, yeah, and just have the night of our lives. Yeah, yeah. Oh, although Titans, Titans played all right last week, didn't they? Yeah, very impressive. Nice little bounce back from Ash Taylor. Tyron Roberts was very good. Uh, the Cowboys quietly starting to piece together a one or two. Yeah, they co- they're going to cobble them together, aren't they? Yeah, didn't they? They beat Parramatta the week before. And then go down to Canberra and beat the Raiders. There's a little bit more to this side than we might have thought, but they will be without uh, Josh Maguire. Um, is Matt Scott in the Origin team? And Michael Morgan. Is that more? Michael Morgan. Matt no, no, Scott's not, I don't no, think. No, he's not, but he is ruled out this week. That's what had me confused. He's, he's out, as is uh, Justin O'Neill, another former Origin star. Um, so a few changes for them. No changes by the looks of it for the Titans. Just a good sign for them. And I, yeah, I think with those changes, the Titans will take us out. Morgan's a yeah. bit out for them. And, he is, yeah. In a thin arms place yeah. anyway. Yeah. A halves, thin halves set up. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Jack Clifford come back in uh, after a few weeks in reserve grade. Um, so yeah, that rounds out a bumper round 12 of the NRL look look forward to it yeah Um, and we'll be back next week to wrap up those geez it's going to be hard finding a highlight of that weekend but at least there's some origin (laughs) to talk about and we'll be previewing the Warriors round 13 game against the Storm next Saturday night Uh, plus um, Stats Corner and more than likely another Renunga Yard yeah we'll be looking forward to that um new highlight of the show and yeah we'll dig up some stats for you as well
But thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time.